and so wonderful. We thank our online campus for joining, and some of our online members came to be with us last weekend, and we're just so very grateful that we're together, amen, that we have been ready, we have been made ready for this new season in our lives, and I know that today that the Lord has some fun excitement for us when we are in his will, amen. Ladies, if you uh, see on your seat there, and men, if you have a friend that's a lady and you want to give this to her, we are so excited to be starting our Thursday Connect again. You don't want to miss that. If you, you can come on Thursdays at noon, it starts on October 28th, okay? And so we want you to please, these are opportunities for you to share and invite and it will be a wonderful time in the Lord. I know it. The young adults, I'm so excited. The kids, everybody, we just have wonderful things that we are doing with God. So today, we're starting, I mean, last week it really was ready to be the pastor and uh, ready to say, okay, yes, Lord, I'm going to walk into this new season with you. And uh, again, I can't thank all of you enough for your love and support and joy. Thank you, worship team, for reminding us that we are ready to be in his presence. Amen? And so today, I want to talk to you about being ready to be the light. Somebody say the light. You were given a little gift, and I'm going to ask you to use it a little bit later, okay? So later, I'll sort of give you a clue, but you might also get a hint later that you might need it. If you feel that you might need it later in this service, you'll know what to do with it, okay? It is a little light. Isn't that exciting? Uh, I want us to look at Proverbs 24, 27. This is our verse for this month. Many of you may not realize, but every year, Pastor Rick and I, and we did last year, go away the end of August first of September, and have a prayer retreat and ask the Lord what he wants to say to us for the coming year and what is our focus going to be. And I'm happy to tell you that I was able to take that same week this past year by myself in a retreat area and say, Lord, speak to me for next year, and he has, and I am so excited about it. But today, I'm excited that in August of 2020, the Lord reminded us that we need to put our outdoor work in order and get our fields ready, and after that, we would build the house. Now, that could be a lot of things, right? You'd be thinking, like, are you talking about my garden, Pastor Jen? Are you talking about fixing the roof or painting the walls? The Bible says that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So this is the first house where God dwells, my person, your person. And God wants you to get it all ready. And after you've got it ready, he's going to help us to build to the next level in our personal walk, in our spiritual walk, in our corporate walk, in our career walk. And I think sometimes we get a little bit ahead of God by saying, just tell me what I'm supposed to do and I'm going to go do it. And he's saying, but wait, I'm preparing you. Somebody say, wait. I know you don't like to say that word. Online campus, you can type it in the chat. Wait. Let's try it again. Somebody say, wait. Wait on the Lord. Wait in his presence. Be ready to let him make everything in order, ready to be in order. And the only way we're going to do that 
if we prepare to be and live our lives fully engaged, fully engaged, not just as a spectator, right? Not ready to watch, not ready to observe, not ready to sit over here somewhere, ready to be engaged in the midst of all the turmoil that our world sometimes makes us feel like I'm ready to not be. <laughs> I'm ready to not be on that plane. I'm ready to not be on that train. I'm ready to not be on that bus. But God is saying to us, I'm with you. I'm bigger than 10,000 armies. Amen? Amen? So I want you to know that the Lord has given me some words for our present day, for our future days. And I believe the first thing, the first thing that I want to say to you, which is not the first thing ever said in this house, is that we must be ready to be in prayer, to spend time with the Lord. You know, we have Wednesday night prayer online from 7 to 8 every Wednesday night. And we started it when COVID shut us down, but we haven't stopped it and we're not going to stop it. We will probably resume some kind of interaction on Wednesday night here soon, but um, we have Wednesday night online prayer. And it has been amazing how many answers to prayers we have witnessed because we prayed for someone online. Just ye yesterday, I got a message from someone in Louisiana who has a friend who's lost a couple family members with COVID and other things, and she's been watching online. And the friend that knows me said, I'm so thankful that I have a place where she can go and pray because she does not feel comfortable to go and be with a big group of people just yet. So you see, God knows what he's doing, and I want you to be ready to be in prayer. Prayer is not just talking to God and telling him everything we need. Prayer is listening to God, reading his word, and he speaks to us in his word. The word of the Lord declares in Proverbs here that we are to get our work in order. The world outside is changing, and we have to be ready to be the bearers of hope of Jesus in a world full of despair and evil. There are days, whether it's been this year in 2021 or a long time ago in 2016 or 2015 or 2009, where I could not do the day if I had not spent time in prayer with Jesus. I encourage you, if you don't have a prayer place at your apartment or your house, get a place where you know when I sit in this place, I'm going to be still before the Lord. If you're online, I know you probably have established that online place where you enter into the worship. But I want you to have a place of prayer where you say, Lord, speak to me. I want to get this house in order. I want to get all the field around me. What does that mean? Everything in my life. I need to get it ready. I need to make sure I'm diligent about it. And the reason why I feel this is so important is because we listen to a lot of things in the world, don't we? How many of you listened to the radio or music this week? Raise your hand if you listened to music this week. Okay, some of y'all need to listen to some good music. That's a really wonderful thing. How many of you listened 
or watched, because I know sometimes we do that now, uh, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, you did something on social media this week. Raise your hand. Tell the truth. I won't single you out, okay? So you were listening to the noises of the world, weren't you? Think about it. How much time do you spend listening to the world, and how much time do you spend listening to Jesus? How much time do we spend listening to each other in our family? And I love my family. I love hearing and seeing my little kiddos FaceTime me. And right now, Pastor Wayne and Julie are living with me. And we've had some laughter moments that have been wonderful. But how much time do we spend listening to all the noises in the world and we don't spend time listening? Somebody say listening. Type it in the chat. Listen to God. Listen to God. If you do that, you'll be ready to be whatever God has. I promise you. Because if we're listening, he's talking. He's talking all the time. I have this Bible. I brought it because I love it. It's my fire Bible. And we gave um, the graduates got a fire Bible. The men got a fire Bible. We have fire Bibles available for sale as well. But I want you to know this is God's love letter to us, to me. And if I am ready to be in prayer, I'm going to use the word of God. It's powerful. It's protective. It's peace. And it's purpose. I want to say it again to you. The word of God in prayer, as I'm praying, it's powerful. It gives me protection for my decisions. You can find a scripture that says, wait on the Lord. And if you say... Never mind, God, I don't need you on this day. I'm going to go ahead and do my thing. Then you get in turmoil. If you wait on the Lord and you say, Lord, I know today you told me this is what I'm supposed to do today. So I'm going to do this day with the faith and the strength and the courage that I can battle any enemies of my soul. Thank you, Benny, for reminding us. These enemies are not human beings. It's the enemy of our soul that God is protecting us against. Now, this morning, I am saying to you something very, very important. He said the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. And we have to see that he has given us a field in Rome and around the nations because of our online presence. And online activities require a lot of online staff multiple times a week. We have to do for God on a daily basis. Stop looking to another field. Get this field ready. I want to say it again. Stop looking for another field and get this field ready. When God puts you in this place, in this season, he's going to help you be ready for it. It would be easy to say it'd be easier over there. You know, you've heard the phrase, the grass is greener on the other side, but it still has to get mowed. It still has to get tended to. So I want you to say to the Lord, you put me here in this place, in this moment of my life, in this season, then you must know, Lord God, that you're going to be with me to help me. Amen? Amen. Work the field. Live in the field. Invite others into your field. He wants you to reap a harvest from what you're sowing. So I want you to think about that. If you sow fear with your words, with your thoughts, what are you going to reap? Anxiety. If you sow criticism and a critical spirit, you're going to reap a constant attack on your own self-esteem because you have this critical mindset all of a sudden. 
If you sow love, you're going to reap joy. Amen? I want to reap joy. I want to reap peace. I want to reap confidence and courage. If you sow generosity, you are going to reap abundance. Now, it may not look like an overflowing bank account. I've said many times, I wish I was a billionaire. I wish I didn't have any money issues and I could just buy the biggest building with the biggest parking lot in Rome. We are still on a path. We have a legacy fund. But the Lord is saying, get your house in order. Get ready. And then you're going to build the work. So God is saying to us, Take what you have. You're going to reap in abundance. But what does it mean? That overflowing joy and love that we experienced last weekend, that we experienced in the presence of God. If you sow faith-filled thoughts, you need to write this down. If you sow faith-filled thoughts, you are going to reap miracle understanding. If you sow criticism and doubt, you are going to reap questions and fear and frustration. But if you sow faith-filled thoughts into your mind, when something happens, like your husband dying unexpectedly after 12 days, you're going to reap miracle understanding that it was his appointed time to meet with the Father, that no weapon formed against our soul would prosper, that he is receiving his reward and God has an earthly reward for us right now, which is abundant life, peace that passes understanding. That comes from miracle understanding. That does not come from human understanding. Amen? Amen. Thank you for that. If you sow fruits of the Spirit... And our kids could tell us the fruits of the Spirit. You will reap an orchard of overflow. If you, if you don't know what the fruits of the Spirit are, look it up in the Bible. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, long-suffering. Of such there is no control. He will give it in abundance. But you have to sow it. You have to let it come out of your mouth and let it come out of your actions. That's what you do when you give generously to the Lord. That's you're obeying scripture so that you can walk in that blessed, abundant, and overflow life. I want us to be ready to be in the overflow. You know what that means? If we have overflow, we're going to be able to just sit everywhere we want to sit, hopefully not too much longer but we're going to keep doing it like this for now. But we're going to have people standing outside saying, I want a seat. We're going to have to close registration multiple times because there's going to be an overflow. You're going to walk into your friend's circle and you're going to see the need for their healing. You're going to touch them in the name of Jesus and they're going to be healed. That's what overflow does. But if you're not ready for overflow, if you haven't built your house, if you haven't prepared your own soul and your own garden, you're not ready to reap that overflow in the spirit. We have got to be ready. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen stronger than that because I'm ready to be in the overflow. I'm ready that the altar doesn't just have to be here. It's going to be in your chair. It's going to be in your car. It's going to be on your headphones when you're listening. Amen. The overflow happens when the Holy Spirit comes and you can't contain your joy. You can't contain your love for him. You may cry happy tears. You may spill out sad tears. But there will be an overflow of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives. But you have to be ready for it. 
Your heart has to be ready. Benny said it. God doesn't force us. He allows us to choose. So you choose to sow. You choose to serve. You choose to work. You choose to put God first. It's not just about a title or a paycheck. I can't stress that enough to you. I am so very thankful for the dozens and dozens of people that serve voluntarily in this ministry so that millions can be a part of our ministry. I'm amazed. It sounds outrageous when I say that. Wednesday night there was 1.7 thousand people watching the prayer meeting. Amen? Somebody give God praise. Thank you for joining us and know that we are praying for you. The second thing we have to do after we are ready in prayer is to be ready to be filled with his light. I want his light to overflow in me. You know what that means? Light and darkness can't dwell together. So you have to decide. Um, I don't have my other mask, but that's okay. I want you just to imagine. I'll use this thing here for a minute. <laughs> my daughter is a lawyer. And my daughter was with me at a convention where they were doing business and people were talking and they were making silly statements. And so she said, she put her mask up so no one could see her face. And she was whispering under her breath to me, Mom, that is just ridiculous. I just can't believe it. I'm like, stop it. We're on the front row. You can't be talking like that. Because we have to remember that we have to take off our mask, right? Now, I know you can't take off your mask right now, and I'm far enough away from you that it's okay. If I'm ready to be filled with his light, the mask has got to come off. The mask of my heart, the mask of my feelings, you know that I will be honest with you, that I will be transparent with you because God is honest with me, and God is transparent with me, and I have witnessed firsthand the comforting presence of the Holy Spirit. I have witnessed firsthand the joy that overflows when I should feel very sad and like I don't want to be. But God is with me. I'm ready to be filled with the light of the Holy Spirit. And after that, he will allow us to build the house for his purpose, for his glory, however he describes it to us. I want to give you Romans 12, 1 and 2 this morning. And I want you to think about what this verse says. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, this house, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world. You cannot be the light of this world if you're busy talking about all the darkness of it. I'm asking you, start talking about the hope of Jesus. Start talking about the promises of God the Father. Start dwelling in the light. Do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing... You may determine, discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That's what it means to be ready to be filled with his light. Now this morning, I want you to know that we care about the light for every generation.
The young adults are going to meet and greet after church for just a few minutes to make some connections for future reference. And we're going to meet again after the second service for a kids' workers' meeting. But you have got to be ready to carry his light to your circle. What does that mean if I'm ready to carry his light to my circle? Oh, maybe you have a flashlight. Maybe you're ready. Come on, I need some light. Wait a minute. What are you doing? You're interrupting my sermon. What are you doing? I have my light. What? What about Christmas? The adults need to carry the light. Oh, Christmas? Oh, wait. Okay, wait. 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 Okay. So the adults. Oh, the adults. Okay, Christmas. Wait. Christmas just came early. Oh, my goodness. I am being surrounded by light bearers. This is amazing. Come on, people. I need to see your light in this house. I'm looking for a light right here. Right here. I see a like come here stand up come on right here hallelujah isn't god's word amazing i'm quite sure that there's something that you heard today that pierced your heart or your mind and you said i need to make a decision so i invite you even now to pray with me that the lord would come into every aspect of your heart every chamber every hidden corner will you pray it with me today dear lord jesus you say it dear lord jesus I ask you right now to come into my life, take every corner of my heart. I give it all to you. Forgive me of all the things that separate me from you. Help me to walk towards the path of righteousness with God. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for Jesus. With God's help, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, I want you to send me an email. We have prayer teams. We have people that participate in welcoming newcomers to the family of God. So will you send me an email and let me know, Pastor Jen, I prayed that prayer today. I also want you to know that if you have a need, whatever it might be, we're praying that the miracles of God would overflow in your life. And in the process of the miracle, whatever that looks like, every day you will say, Lord, I trust you. I'm ready to be in the process of my miracle. And I know that you're with me, Lord. I also want to say thank you for being a part of ICF Rome Online. Thank you for your generous donations and giving. You're giving to the Lord's work. You're giving to the ministries that are like today, touching you when you can't be with us physically. But more importantly, I want you to know that every day our prayers are with you. We are thankful that we are part of this really great international family of God at ICF Rome. And I pray that you have an amazing, blessed week.